You're listening to Clouser on Business. Thanks for coming back. I'm Clouser, your host. Glad you're with us today. I hope you are well and remaining safe during these chaotic times. We have seen and heard many stories about the frontline heroes attending to those suffering from COVID-19 virus. I know many parents are proud of their children, many siblings proud of their brothers and sisters of their row in helping to combat the virus. I'm no exception. I have a son, Patrick, who, although is not on the very front line, does support those who are with the work he and his co-workers do. Here's a short conversation we had a few days ago that sheds light on his contribution. I'll be back on the other side. Hey, we're sitting here talking to uh, Patrick Clouser. It's uh, Heidi Bird and I. Uh, Clouser, your host here. And uh, uh, Patrick's my son, and uh, Patrick works in the healthcare uh, industry, and I thought it might be interesting uh, for some of our listeners to see what happens on um, on his side of life. Uh, Patrick, why don't you tell our listeners, uh, you know, what you do and uh, the role you play at uh, uh, in in healthcare? Yeah, sure. I'm a medical laboratory scientist, and a couple years ago, I switched over to the field of genomics. Uh, utilizing next-generation sequencing for targeting uh, some genes in uh, oncology patients' tumors, as well as some uh, blood uh, blood myelocytic cancers as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, in this uh, time of the COVID-19, the pandemic that we're going through, uh, you know, how does, you know, how does that uh, come in to you, uh, you know, you know, helping people and what are you doing in the laboratory, uh, specifically uh, in this regard? Uh, Sure. So uh, um, molecular testing has been used in diagnostics for quite a while now. And so our team was sort of switched gears a little bit. Uh, We kept focusing on cancer patients, obviously, but uh, the need for a uh, reliable and fast test for, you know, to tell if somebody is positive or negative for coronavirus became very, very important. And so our team Uh, Like I said, switched gears into that and helped validate uh, our location's uh, testing platform, uh, multiple methods as well, just for uh, redundancy and backup. Yeah, so I know uh, this is all way above my head, uh, and that's why I went into business uh, and do what I do. But uh, so for our listeners, uh, can you maybe break that down uh, somehow, maybe into layman's terms, what that all means? Yeah, so... um, you know, by now, I would imagine everyone's probably seen a photo of the coronavirus and a picture from an electron microscope. And so using molecular methods, we can design what's called a probe and just sort of think of that as like a small section of DNA that is the counterpart to a specific uh, target within the virus's genome. Um, you might have heard of the spike protein Uh, has been the big one that everyone makes mention of. So our molecular test utilizes a probe that's specific for spike protein, one that's specific for the uh, nucleocapsid, and one that's specific for the envelope. And you might hear those referred to as the S-gene, N-gene, or E-gene, respectively. So So the uh, testing... uh you know, that's being done on people that now that's not necessarily something that's being done in your laboratory gets sent out probably to a third party or do you do that inside your laboratory as well? No, it's all it's in our laboratory. I work at a core facility. So we are a like a large lab that services many uh, hospitals from larger uh, urban hospitals, you know, six, 600 beds plus 
to your small uh, rural area hospital that might only have 25 beds. But all that COVID testing is going through my laboratory. Yeah, Heidi, you have a question there? Yeah, I had a quick question, Pat. So we've had people on the podcast um, since the COVID outbreak and just really curious to know kind of from a higher level, how has this impacted the way you work day to day? And, um, you know, I know a lot of like elective surgeries got postponed and things like that. So you're in the healthcare business. It's got to have impacted a lot of other things, not just attacking COVID. So what what are you guys doing about that? How are you handling it? Uh, so we were very quick to act and so first and foremost anybody who didn't need to be on the campus was told to work remotely or from home I'm sure a lot of listeners have experienced that Um, we went to wearing masks all the time Um, we were used to dealing with infectious disease it's just a part of what we do so that wasn't really a change of pace but it was really more about protecting uh, each other from each other which sounds a little bit weird Um, and then also stepping up some precautionary stuff like for our couriers that have to transport the samples from you know outstanding hospitals and things of that nature they had new precautions added uh, since my laboratory is uh, a, what we call a core facility it is away from like where you get acute care so i'm not dealing directly with patients or anything of that nature i know that you know hospitals and clinics have you know those measures have been stepped up you know, substantially mm-hmm. so. and so uh so you have people, you know, that only the essential people initially are on your campus. I know that uh, you, you get uh, tested uh, each day, uh, you know, temperature. You know, so that's correct. Yeah. So is that just done once a day when you come in in the morning? Or? Yeah, it's done once a day, and then also it's always been the. Uh, it, it's always been the uh, sort of the rules around where we work that. You know any sort of fever or anything you're, you need to go home and, and for at least 72 hours now that's been if you show any symptoms of covid uh, especially fever but you know you could be you could present with no fever um you will be tested and be sent home at, until at least until you get a negative result back but most likely 72 hours at least yeah so uh tell our listeners uh uh how you got into this field well, it was, it's a little, I took a little bit of the scenic route. So I, uh, I had went in the business to try to follow after my father and uh, very quickly found out that I was not, that was not the route I wanted to take, but it sort of took me uh, dropping out of college the first time to learn that. But uh, after some time in the workforce, I decided to get my act together and I went back and uh, I found that I was gifted for chemistry and biology and I really enjoyed the laboratory, and so when I found out that I could work in healthcare and make a decent living and use and get to be around what I what I enjoy and love and give back to my community through that work, it was pretty simple. So I went to a college that allows you to sit for the ASCP's medical technology medical laboratory science exam, and here I am. Yeah. So, uh, what do you like most about your job? I would say. Uh, Working with next generation sequencing is being more at the cu- at the cutting edge of where science is going, and get, being able to be one of the first to have to troubleshoot the problems that come along with that. As well as uh, we serve, primarily we serve a very uh, vulnerable population of people, oncology patients, and so being able to 
maybe get them into a clinical trial or find a treatment that doesn't require chemotherapy, you know, getting them more uh, solid answers uh, to put them at, at hopefully at ease is, is great. As much as, as much as I don't ever get to really see the patient, uh, it's just being a part of a team that, you know, does that work tirelessly every day with little to, you know, no, no thanks. We're not in there for the attaboys. Right. So uh, for those that may be interested or uh, might have some parents listening who have uh, kids that are coming up, so uh, what's the educational track uh, to, to do what you do? Yeah. So, uh, you know, generally the first two years for everybody is about the same for like, you know, what they would call it with your associates. Uh, after that, I would, if you want to go into medical laboratory science, I would find a program um, many, many people get a general science bachelor's before going and getting, uh, going through a program that you end up with a degree in clinical laboratory science. I would say skip the first bachelor's. It's not going to do you much good to have two, but I would definitely load up on uh, upper division science, uh, chemistry, biology, virology. Uh, you could do mycology if you want. We, do, we cover a wide spectrum. So, any, you know, any laboratory testing is ever going to get done. So. Um, load up on those classes and definitely uh, definitely check in with the program that you're interested in and see what they recommend because they're going to be your your best guide. Yeah, I have a question, Pat. Um, so how are you guys dealing with workload right now? So you're, I, I ask this because I feel like a lot of people who still have jobs are trying to figure out how to do a lot more work with less either less people or are trying to tackle something that's totally outside of the purview before like March or February. So how are you handling that? Yeah. So, um, the people that are doing the COVID testing directly is, uh, our micro micromolecular section. And I know that their work has stepped up substantially. All of us are feeling, um, more weight on our shoulders across the board. And, you know, our, my, employer does their best to keep us going and gives us lee he's been giving us more leeway about you know flexing schedules or if you need to take time take the time um this is one of those hopefully once in a lifetime things and i and i think that everybody in the healthcare sector and probably i mean not just the healthcare sector i would imagine everybody understands that this is more of a time to to just batten down the hatches and and sort of get through it i know that's I mean, take care of yourself and your mental health, obviously, but it's just one of those things that this is a, for myself in healthcare. This is when I got into it, I knew that this may be a part of the gig. So this is just, it's as much as we enjoyed being people, you know, applauding us and things of that nature. This was, this is what we signed up for. This is not a surprise, or at least it shouldn't have been. So soldier on. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. just, yeah, keep fighting the good fight. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what kind of uh, hope or whatever would you uh, give to those listening, uh, you know, from your perspective on getting it, getting through this? And I know you're not a medical doctor. You can't speak to, you know, where the vaccines are at, that sort of mm -hmm. thing. But uh, what, you know, what's your uh, perspective on? Uh, for getting through this, I would say, you know, if you, if you take a look back at history and where the world has faced other pandemics and with much less technology at their disposal and a lot less resources and today living in a globalized community where we have we can have the greatest minds across the entire planet instead of maybe across the state per se 
able to communicate with each other and plan, I would say that we're, I'd say we're looking good. And it's really been interesting um, not to dabble into the, you know, the news and the politics of it all, but getting people for the first time seeing uh, the scientific model work in real time where they get discouraged. Well, this person said that, and then, you know, a week ago it was this. Well, this is the way science has always worked. It's why the whole entire point of it is that it's only a fact until you discover something new, and then you can tear that pillar down and rebuild on it. So it's you're getting to see it in real time, and I know it can be frustrating because there's a, a lot of information gets put out there, but I would definitely recommend anybody who's following that sort of stuff to look at the source, see who maybe funded it, you know, do your research. I wouldn't take anything at face value. I would, I would definitely do the research. And also I would listen to medical professionals and, you know, we're, there's too many of us to have possibly all agreed to conspire against you guys. So I would, yeah. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> no, I think you're right though. The scientific method, right? Hypothesize and then disprove and then build upon what's working and what's not working. Mm -hmm. But I agree with you too. Um, I have a global company and so we're, when we talk to each other um, around different offices and, you know, we have some healthcare practices, again, not in the medical field per se, but our clients are. It's interesting to see how people are actually tending to work together right now more than say be more proprietary with their information and i think that's a good sign i would say that's a positive thing for humanity <laughs> yeah hey well uh patrick uh thanks for uh taking the time to share a little bit uh, uh I'll, I'll say this is uh, your father i'm really proud of you and i'm glad that uh, you're involved in the uh, sector that's helping people and helping uh you know work through uh you know, the uh, crisis that we're in right now. But, uh, you know, thanks for sharing. And uh, maybe you've inspired someone out there to, you know, to take a trek down this field. So, uh, well, and just before you go, if you if I have inspired anybody and you and you want some guidance, please feel free to reach out to the podcast and uh, we can perhaps exchange some emails and I can give you some tips. All right. Hey, thanks again, Patrick. You're very welcome. Okay, thanks, Dad. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed the brief conversation. Much of what he talked about was above my head. I'm sure sometimes my business talk might be over, over people's heads for those who do not understand business. Hey, well, thanks for allowing me to share something on a personal level. We have some interesting business topics coming up on the next podcast. We'll be talking to some bankers and trusted advisors, getting their insights on what's happening inside business today. Hey, well, thanks for being with us today. A reminder, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and always at ClauserOnBusiness.com. Well, all for now, you've been listening to Clouser on Business. <laughs>